Welcome back, everyone, to episode nine of the Sports Unite podcast. My name is Justin. Thank you very much for spending your time with us today. We have some news. You know, every time I make show notes, I go to write stuff out. I try and find interesting news stories, stuff that will keep people happy, excited, wanting sports to come back, and just giving on a smile. Sometimes I just think, man, there's not much going on. In here it's going to be a short episode and then just stuff drops out of nowhere on the same day and we have to redo everything so we're going to start off today's news stories with the mlb there was a time this week that it appeared that no baseball would be played there's a huge problem going on between the owners and the major league baseball players association And for a long time, it appeared that they were not going to get together and they had given their last proposal for the season to start and it was not good. They were not going to negotiate anymore. It was essentially tell us when to show up or else there's going to be no season. And it appeared that there might not actually be even the commissioner saying, I don't think a season's going to happen. The fans were not happy saw lots of YouTubers and fans on Twitter not excited, really angry at both sides, not just one or the other. There was no good guy, bad guy, black or white scenario. Both sides were not happy with each other, but if that doesn't get solved, then no baseball happens. Well, it appears today that things have cooled down and there may actually be baseball in 2020. Just today, it was released that both sides, the Major League Players Association and the owners, appear to have making some ground on a possible agreement, and we might have an announcement by next week. From what I have heard, the agreement, which has not been agreed to and not finalized in any way, but it appears that in the deal, if one is to be reached, it could be 60 games in 70 days, starting the weekend of July 19th, 20th. In that, it would be an extended playoffs for both the 2020 and 2021 season with the full prorated salary. Now, this is nowhere close to being finalized unless something comes out in the next day or two. It might be next week. Who knows? And talks might just stall and we might not get anything. But it has been a huge up and down week for baseball when fans just want sports back and they want to be able to watch their favorite sport. Baseball has been having trouble of years late and they don't need another black eye like this. So let's hope that baseball can return and the fans get what they want. And that's all we want to do is have all sports fans happy. The NHL and the NHLPA are coming together to pick a hub city. The NHL is looking for help, support in choosing which two cities to be the ones for the hub city. Now, according to reports, no one has been eliminated. All 10 are still approved. We will have to wait and see. And it appears that a decision might be made by next week because we are getting close to our July 10th training camp day. Players have begun to go to their home cities to begin working out, but in an interview with Gary Bettman, uh, more than 50% of players are not at their playing city. And with some of those players still over in Europe, people are going to have to start to move so that they can quarantine for 14 days and be ready for that July 10th training camp start date. That means by June 25th, all players will have to be in place to where they are playing to be able to quarantine and be there in time. So hopefully all players are able to get to where they need to be to start to train and get ready for 
the season. Kyle Shanahan has a new six-year deal that will take over his remaining three years that he had on his contract, and this contract keeps him on as the head coach of the 49ers till 2025. He's only 40 years old and has turned around the 49ers, uh, taking them to the Super Bowl this past season. Uh, he is now one of the top five highest paid coaches, so pretty good for a young coach. This news might be a good step in the right direction, but Jason Botterill was fired as the GM of the Sabres, hopefully turning around their bad fortunes that they've had as a non-playoff team for the past nine seasons. It's been tough. I know all about having uh, tough hockey uh, relations and going on with the teams and owners. The hope is that they can finally start to turn things around. Big names on the team like Jack Eichel are not happy with how things have been going. And if changes don't happen fast, he's going to want out and you're going to be back at square one, which no one wants to see. So hopefully uh, having a new GM is going to start that process. He was GM for three years with the team, just wasn't cutting it. So hopefully uh, they can start to turn things around going forward. The AHL has established a return to play task force. They're not returning this season. They already canceled their season, but they're looking to get input on how other leagues start up uh, during the summer so that they can begin the process of planning safely the 2020-2021 season. This is going to help the league return to normalcy and will guide the league into the best position in returning to develop the NHL stars of tomorrow. This news might be uh, way out into left field, but NASCAR is taking a crack at allowing fans in the stands. They are planning to have 30,000. That's right, I said 30,000 fans in attendance to watch a race. They want this to happen in July at the Bristol Speedway. The race would take place, it would be the All-Star Race, which happens on July 15th this year. I don't know, might be fine, might seem crazy, who knows? They're slowly trying to incorporate fans. Their stadiums are massive, so the All-Star Race at Bristol, that stadium can hold close to 140,000 people, so maybe having 30,000 is not as crazy as it sounds. It's just a large number in a month's time. I don't know. It might be too soon for that, but maybe it's the, you know, step in the right direction to start to bring things to normal. Only time will tell. Uh, Of course, this is not finalized. That is what they hope they can have. And, uh, you know, maybe at the end of the month, we will have a better understanding if we can see 30,000 people showing up to a race. And now, it's time for some new that will unite us all. This past weekend, we had our Mascot Induction Hall of Fame. The ceremony happened online, of course, because you can't do it in person. Uh, But the four mascots were inducted, including UP, the Canadian's mascot, uh, who is the first dual sport mascot to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. UP celebrated by posting a photo on social media with his giant cardboard Hall of Fame ring, as mascots do. So congratulations to the four inductees and to UP uh, being the second hockey mascot also inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like I say, uh, I seem to say every single new podcast, 
another podcast, another league returns, and we had that happen. Over the weekend, La Liga returned to uh, competition. I'd say La Liga is probably the second most popular soccer league in uh, in Europe for soccer. Of course, I'm sure there are lots of people that would say otherwise, uh, but I think, La- I think La Liga is behind the EPL in popularity, and it's a tight race in the standings. We had powerhouses uh, Barcelona play uh, and Real Madrid uh, right behind them however Real Madrid is one game behind Barcelona so Barcelona did play this weekend and won so there's a five point difference for top in the league but with that game in hand if Real Madrid does win it would be a two point difference so it's not decided quite yet and we will have to see down the road how the league keeps up how the league shakes out so we will keep an eye on that league for you as it gets closer. Speaking of soccer, the Champions League, which would have already happened, crowned a European champion in football, soccer. They announced today that the season will continue for the 2019-2020. It'll look a little different. It's going to a knockout tournament and it will be played in Lisbon. This will take place between August 12th and the 23rd. At the time of the suspension in March, they were at the round of 16, so not too far away. So what they will do is they will finish those round of 16 matches on August 7th and 8th. And of those winners, we will have our top eight teams. Those top eight teams will go into the knockout tournament, which will be held at the middle to end of August, and it will give us a European champion. So all of those who love the uh, Champions League anthem, you will get your chance to listen to it and stand there and maybe cry with excitement. All of those who follow the Europa League, the same thing will happen with a single elimination tournament. And again, those round of 16 matches, which were we were in the middle of for the Europa League was suspended, will happen on August 5th and 6th, and the tournament will take place in Cologne. The Women's Champion League will also be played in the same format as a knockout tournament, will be played in San Sebastian and Bilbao, Spain, from August 21st to 30th, and it'll feature the same format as the other two tournaments. And we had to wait until today because a very special league returned. The EPL officially returned today with two matches. Manchester City beat Arsenal 3-0 and Aston Villa and Sheffield United had a 0-0-0-0 tie. We'll be covering more of the EPL later on in another episode, but we wanted to wait and see. I know uh, many people in Europe, a couple of my friends, were very excited to watch these games. And the rest of the league will start to play again on Friday. Saturday and Sunday, there'll be games all weekend long, and you can tune in to watch them on Uh, the different streaming services and cable channels that you so choose. So take in a soccer match, wake up a little bit early uh, on a Saturday or Sunday and take in some EPL action. Speaking of leagues coming back, the PGA tournament completed its first tournament of the season with the Charles Schwab Classic and it went off without a problem. There was no big names that took home the trophy but it was still an exciting tournament and it even needed a playoff to finish. While there were no fans in attendance, just most PGA officials or media officials, golf is one of those sports that you don't need fans to make the experience better. For the atmosphere, of course, it always helps to have fans and it showed that they were missing. But in between the shots, when the players, when the golfers are actually shooting, everyone has to be quiet and you only get to hear them when they hit the shot and it's a good shot and you hear the crowd roar. So you're missing that 
But it's one of those sports that we can deal with no fans. And on TV, you just you just get more talking from the announcers. Daniel Berger won the playoff at the end of Sunday and won the plaid jacket. And uh, it was a highly contested tournament with eight players holding a piece of the lead on the final day Sunday. All you can ask for for a sports fan and a golf fan in a return tournament. You don't need the big names. Of course, the big names help draw in the eyes of the casual fans. But for golf fans who have been claiming for sports to return and we're one of the first sports returning to the public this was a great way to close out the final day of the tournament and they are looking forward to the tournaments taking them through this summer the CEBL uh, is looking to have a single site tournament but they have changed their plans instead of Toronto which is in a little bit of a hot spot for COVID right now they are looking to have it in Niagara and it looks to be towards the end of July or into August. The single place tournament is the league's only return to action plan right now. And uh, they're just waiting to see if uh, talks do span out with the, the government, uh, the provincial government, and make sure it is all feasible. As four of the eight teams in the league are located in Ontario, just making sure that everyone can get there and we can set up a, a tournament. And the big news of the week, the guaranteed to unite us all sports news, the one that we have been waiting for, we have fans at a sporting event. Not giving social distancing, not limited amount, we had a packed stadium in New Zealand. For those of you that don't know, New Zealand is the first country to eradicate COVID-19. There have been no cases in the past three weeks, which is great news for them, and it allowed New Zealanders to take in a sporting event, all crammed together, singing, cheering, and supporting their teams. There were a large amount of crowd. I never got the actual number, but fans were allowed to partake in a live rugby match. And by watching the video, you could tell the fans, people were so excited to be there. They were singing, they were waving their flags, they were cheering. And it's the type of glimpse of the future here in North America that soon we will be side by side at a sporting event together, cheering, clapping, hugging, maybe crying, and one day it will come back. We just have to be patient, be safe, treat each other kindly, and we will get there. Now it's time to introduce a new segment. Uh, this one is called Put It On The Board. This is our segment where we create a list. Could be on any topic. Making lists are a hot thing right now. So uh, put it on the board will be uh, a countdown per se or just a list of uh, whatever topic we choose. It could be with a guest, could be just myself. So in this instance, because of New Zealand bringing fans back to give us a happy feeling inside of us, we are going to have our put it on the board subject is feel good sports moments. Now, of course, you could go through thousands of feel good sports moments just in one sport alone. So I've picked out five uh, ones that when I think of feel good sports moments, they immediately pop into my head. I, all these videos will be posted on the social media on Facebook and Instagram as well. So you can go and click the links to take a look at them. So these are also in no order. There's no reason to rank them 
happiest to not happiest because they all are super happy might shed a tear so the first one is megan vocal a long distance track runner who is running the 3200 meter which is an odd amount but that's what they run in the united states uh, earlier in the day she did win the 1600 meter event and was competing in the 3200 meter race uh, she was not going to win that one it was not uh, her best race and as she was running a runner in front of her arden mcmahon fell with about 100 meters left in the race instead of megan just running past her and finishing the race she took sportsmanship to the next level helped her up and they finished the race together actually pushing her ahead uh, so that uh, megan would finish last and just watching that story watching the sportsmanship inside of that makes me want to go back to track and field and just encourage everyone the story of jason McKelwin. but back in 2006 jason was a uh, team manager for his high school basketball team. Jason is a high-functioning autistic athlete uh, who loved the game of basketball. Now, he did not make his team, but he showed his love through being the team manager, uh, always being there at practice, being a support beacon for the players, and he showed his passion all throughout his high school years. During his senior year, their last home game, Jason suited up, potentially going in the game. And as the time ticked down, he was called into action. Getting the ball for the first couple of shots, he still had a little bit of rust in him, but after the rust shook off, he exploded. He showed everyone that the love of the game can equal success, and every three-pointer he drained, you could see the crowd explode. Add to the excitement every single basket he made. The crowd just kept getting crazier and crazier and it made me happy, made me feel the energy in the gym and remember how much team sports and how much sports mean to everyone, even just to a team manager who just loved the game and wanted to play. 2006, Monday Night Football, return to the Superdome, the block kick. You just have to say the blocked kick, New Orleans, Monday Night Football. Return to the Superdome. Saying any of those groups of words, every single sports, I should say every single football fan will know exactly what you mean. They might even know where they were when they watched the game or when they saw the replay or when they heard the crowd. You just need to say those words and every football fan can picture the exact play going on in their mind. From start to finish, what the announcers say, what the play looked like, and how loud the crowd got. So for those of you that don't know, the hurricane of course hit New Orleans and football could not be played in the stadium for a while. The first game back was a Monday night football game and during a special teams play and blocked the punt and scored a touchdown. And it just gives excitement, chills. You get that sense of feeling that return to normalcy almost. I wanna guarantee that the first time fans are back in a professional setting whether it's for hockey football basketball maybe even baseball guaranteed in some of those first returning games back something magical is going to happen that's going to electrify fans whether it's the home fans or away fans can't tell but something is going to happen you heard it here it's going to be released on the internet and maybe someone uh, will tag this back when it happens but something magical is going to happen 
and they're going to create huge buzz, excitement, noise. It's going to get the fans going. Something is going to happen. We will just have to be patient and wait and see what that is. 2006 Monday Night Football game, the blocked kick in the Superdome. Our next one is the 2015 European Games in Baku. Uh, you might have seen this. It's a wrestling match between two wrestlers, one from Belarus and one from Azerbaijan. With the Belarusian wrestler Sapitan Papau, sorry for butchering your name, um, won the match and his opponent Emil Gasimov was not able to leave the match. And what uh, Papau did was he picked up Gasimov and took him off the mat in a huge sign of respect between the wrestlers and showed that these are just sports and everyone is bigger than sports. Showing your opponent respect for a good competition, that's what it's all about. And Papau did that by helping his opponent get off the mat and be able to keep keep his head high, even though he was not victorious. And we will end this list, uh, which could go on uh, forever, with a trip to 1992, the Olympic Games, where Derek Redman is running the 400 meter, and he's about 200 meters in, and he tears his quad muscle. What is only described as a father's love, and the fact that fathers will do anything to help their children finish anything, his father raced onto the track. Now, this might not be able to happen nowadays with security and all that, but He was determined to help his son finish that race. His father ran onto the track, was there for him, holding him up, letting him finish that race the last 200 meters, and it is forever an iconic moment uh, from the Olympics. Now we have another uh, segment coming up. We're going to do a what the heck was that, but this came from researching some moments. Now another wonderful moment that I do vividly remember was now in this game which is a famous video to see on youtube the game was between western oregon and central washington sarah tuchotsky hit her first ever home run never done it playing in any level and as she was rounding first she was not quite sure if the ball went over so she turned back to go back to first in case it was a pop fly and she tore a ligament in her knee. Now the rules specifically in this instance stated that if a pinch runner was brought in, it would be a two run single. So she would not get her home run. If someone from her team helped her get to all the bags, she would be called out. This is a tricky predicament. No one from her team can help her, and if someone is to replace her, her home run doesn't count. Well, that's where two players from the opposing team, Mallory Holtman and Liz Wallace, carried her, picked her up, made sure one foot, the good leg that was not hurt, touched the remaining bags, and she got her home run. So she was able to complete her home run. This was a beautiful moment. They, this moment actually won an ESPY for best sports moment in 2008. And this moment got me thinking, what is the rule in the major leagues is if, if this were to happen? And has it ever happened? So our what the heck is that is, what happens if you're injured running during a home run? Of course, if you know uh, baseball, if players are injured or if someone gets on base and you want to substitute them for a faster player, uh, you just get a pinch runner. Now, what that does is it's a substitution. So that player comes out, the new player comes in. If you have a catcher who's really good at hitting, but it's you need runs because it's close to the end of the game and they get a double, you're going to substitute that player out. Now, that player 
you're going to have a new batter and that you're going to have a new bat catcher and that player who replaces them is now in the game. There's no, you know, substituting back and forth. But if someone hits a home run, that's essentially during a dead ball. What happens then? So here it is. It's not widely seen. And there's really only been one instance that I could find, especially video evidence of it. And of course, outside the major leagues, many different college leagues and other leagues have completely different rules like the softball rule that we just talked about. So in the major leagues, under rule 5.12, under the calling time and dead ball rule section, where it states that rule 5.123a, if there is an incident to a runner that prevents him from proceeding to the bases he is entitled to, as in a home run, a substitute player shall run the completed play for that player. Now, the only evidence I could find of this happening was didn't even happen to the home run hitter. It was a 2005 game between the Red Sox and the Blue Jays, happened in Toronto. Gabe Kalper was rounding around second, running hard, was not certain that it was a home run, rolled his ankle and tore his Achilles. I know all about that. I've torn my Achilles. It is not fun. He was down for a while. Now, of course, the home run hitter who was behind him could not pass him, have to follow that rule. So all players stayed put until uh, Kapler was able to be carted off. A pinch runner was brought in and everyone finished their home run tours around. And of course, Kalper did not return because of the injury, so he was replaced. But you can replace a player with a pinch runner if someone gets injured during a home run trot because it is a dead ball. And that is our what the heck was that? That's going to do it for this episode of the Sports Unite podcast. Please uh, keep sharing and spreading. We have lots of fun interviews coming up. We're going to be covering different sports. Leagues are coming back. We're going to be starting to do more sports reporting on leagues and where teams are. We're getting busier. It's the start of summer. It's almost officially summer this weekend. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to my dad and all those dads out there. We're getting better. We're getting closer and closer to becoming a New Zealand and returning arm in arm, hands in hand, side by side, cheering on our favorite sports heroes and players together in one stadium. So with that, stay safe, be kind, and sport on.